Now, I want you to just think about your Bible. Who, who had a physical Bible this morning? Now, I want you to think about that, and, and, and someone's going to need a little help with, with that. Uh, Sister Thelma, you got your sword right there. And so, uh, would you just kind of uh, go in there and, and kind of clump together Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Uh, because it's, it's so important that we can have an understanding of what God is wanting me to experience. I mean, because we don't want to experience everything. <laughs> we only want to experience what God has for us. Amen. But you take a person that has been miraculously healed. There's a person that believed in something that they experienced. You take a person that's been miraculously provided for. That's a person that believed in something that they experienced. You take a, a person that is... Uh, um, has fought against great battles in their life. That's a person that believed in something that they experienced. And so, and really and truly, it's not ours until we experience it. Uh, we, we start out with believing and standing on what we believe. But, but the Lord is a God of heaven that answers. The Bible says, whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall. So, so there's a miracle in the process of it. So God starts off with what I believe, and then he finishes it up with an experience of what I believe. And so I just want to really press your heart this morning that if you've believed in some things but you never experienced them, then it's of vital importance that you do. In, in fact, your life will never be fulfilled unless you experience some things that you believe. And so your believing has to become strong enough. <laughs> it has to become strong. It's, it's like the occupying of space and time. You know, it's, it's like that, that, that something has to be strong enough to push the present out of the way. <laughs> to cause the promise to give it room to be fulfilled. And so the Lord is wanting to do that in all of our lives. That's why somebody said, why am I waiting? Because we're believing. And see, in the process of believing is the process that it takes to oppose that which exists which by that which is promised. So whatever it is that's existing, but you must begin to believe strong enough to oppose it with what is promised. But if you will oppose what is existed by what he has promised to you, and it won't be long. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap if it won't be long. It won't be long till there is a miraculous transition and experience takes place. And that what happens is, is what is has existed will become a has existed because something else has now taken its place. And that's the promise of fulfillment that God has given to you. Now, Sister Thelma has kind of clumped it together there. Uh, kind of hold that up just a little bit, if you would. Now, th that's an important transition in your faith and what you believe. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Now, there is the testimony of Jesus. It's when Jesus lived on earth. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And it's, it's really the same story spoken through four different views of, of that God wants us to know. Uh, the book of Matthew is so wonderful. It's the one that transitions from the Old Testament into the New Testament. And I want you to tell you something. You may enjoy reading that Old Testament, but you're a New Testament believer. 
And it's important that, that we, we you will never understand the Old Testament until you embrace the New Testament. And then when you embrace the New Testament, there will be an understanding then of the Old Testament. You can understand more of that. So, so it's real important then. So that book of Matthew is so important because it transitions. And God reveals Jesus on the scene. Now, it's important to understand some things about Jesus. You say, well, if I was God, then I could too. No, you don't understand. He left that part in heaven and he became a man. Because Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are not only helping to transition there's some things, it tells us how we can live. Now, somebody said, it's how Jesus lived. That's why we used to use that little slogan, WWJD. Because WWJD would say, what would Jesus do? <laughs> what would Jesus do in this situation? Now, if the Lord was facing this, what would God do? What would Jesus do? WWJD. And so we all pinned that. A lot of them wore them on our shirts and, and various things because we knew that was a secret to life. If I could quit handling life the way I wanted to handle life, and if I could begin to handle life the way Jesus handled life, then because that's what he is. He is my example. Now, unless it's something that you can live or, or live out, it can't, it can't be your example. If it's something you uh, can attain, attain to, it cannot be your example. That's because the life of Jesus that's listed in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, is our, they're examples that tells us the way Jesus would handle any given situation. That's why it's so important that we read Matthew. You know, we used to say, read the red, you know. And what did, what did the slogan go? Read the red and what? And pray for the power. There you go. Read the red and pray for the power. <laughs> Thank you. That we, we read the red and we, and we pray for the power because it's real important because what is written in red there, it is what Jesus said. But it's not only there what Jesus said, those black lines in between that tell what Jesus did. And it's just important for us to know that Jesus lived a life as my example. Now, that's important because the book of Matthew reveals him as a king. That's why you see in the book of Matthew the lordship, the kingship of Jesus. Because it was looking through the eyes to, to help us to understand. Even Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, even though they're the same life that Jesus lived here, they're so different because they're seeing it through Four different views that God wanted us to know. So God wanted me to see Jesus as king. So that's why Matthew reveals him as the great and mighty king. And then you begin to read the book of Mark. Now the book of Mark is so wonderful because it reveals Jesus as a servant. Not only was he a king, but Jesus served. He served humanity. He served us when he died on the cross. And he took on himself the form of a servant. So it's important that Mark is real important to us. And then the book of Luke, then, is so wonderful because it tells the supernatural. Now, every one of the Gospels reveals Jesus living a life of a supernatural uh, entity. But at the same point, the book of Luke, because the writer of the book of Luke was a doctor. I mean, God knows who to choose. I mean, God chose you to do certain things, and God knew who to choose. So the the book of Luke is written in Jesus being the power of power of flow. 
am the healer and the deliverer. I tell you what, I'm thankful for the book of Luke because not only do I need a master to serve and not only do I, do I need to learn the heart of a servant, I also just need help at times. And the book of Luke is so wonderful because it's empowered with this powerful God that's able to flow through His Son, Jesus, and able to step into a need, and, and He's able to heal a leper, and He's able to turn around a circumstance, and He's able to step out onto a storm. I tell you, that's all a wonderful God. Amen. Let's just give the Lord a hand for a wonderful God. And then... And then the revelation of, of John there, the fourth gospel. And John, John is totally unique in itself. In fact, the whole book of St. John is like 11 days in the life of Jesus. John just saw so much in uh, John just saw some. Now, I'm not saying it was 11 consecutive days, but the acts that's involved there, it was like 11 days. That John, he said, if I told all the things that I saw Jesus do, the world would not even contain the books, is the way John closed out that. But in the book of John, we find deep secrets of the Lord. Because when Luke was looking at the miracles, and Matthew was looking at the power, and Mark was seeing the role of a servant, John was seeing his heart all the time. And that's why that the whole book covers such a short time span. Because he was seeing the heart of the Lord. Now, in the heart of God, that, that's so important. And that book of John is where we find out that he is that shepherd and we're his sheep. And, and it's also where we find out about heaven and, and, and about the wonderful things. that we find out the, the secrets of, about God in his heart. And it's so wonderful when it comes to reading that. But then Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John... The life that Jesus lived, the Bible said, was an empowered life. It was just not a mighty life. It was an empowered life. What do I mean? Jesus had some help. Jesus had help live the life that he was living for you and I to witness, to become our standard in our life. He had help. And that's why the Bible says he was anointed of the Holy Spirit. And literally, on his baptism, Jesus went the same way that you and I do. I mean, he had to be an example. And there's, he went the way of an example. And the Bible says that he was really filled with the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit became an empowerment in Jesus' life that took what the world would consider a normal life and make it a miraculous supernatural life. That's important to understand that. That's important to know that Jesus was empowered. In fact, the Bible says that Jesus led the spirit into the wilderness to be tested of the devil. And then the, the, when he talked about him coming out of it, he said he came out in the power of the spirit. The Spirit of God led him into things and God empowered him by the Spirit that he was came out empowered. Uh, and so th that's a good lesson for us, isn't it? Yes. Whatever we're going through, whenever we're going through it, if I can handle it, if I can allow God to lead me in it, this thing won't destroy me. Uh, this thing will empower me. Yes. Yes. 
And even though I'm fighting against the devil like Jesus was in Luke chapter 4, you know, Matthew, even though I'm fighting against the devil, it won't destroy me. But God will use this thing in my life to make me stronger. Now, now some of you are in situations right there. And that's, according to the book of Paul, that's one of the major important issues the Holy Spirit does in our life. Is God comes into our weaknesses, the Bible says, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And God makes our weaknesses into strength. And so I just want to stop the service right now just for a quick moment before I talk about the things. And I want to say that Jesus understands if you're in the midst of weakness. He understands the frailty of being human. And because of that, the same as he, he was tested in all points as you are, as I am. But he was able to receive the empowerment of grace. I want to take a moment and pray for grace. And some of you that's going through things and you say, Jerry, this thing is weakening me. And that's what happens when you stay in a battle engaged. I mean, I mean, that's what happens when you keep fighting and keep fighting. It becomes tiring. I mean, you may be having to fight against the thoughts in your mind. I mean, the enemy has a way of infiltrating the Bible says in the book of Ephesians that has a way of infiltrating our mind. And the Bible calls it poisonous darts. The thoughts of the enemy. And each one of us recognize, man, this thought's no good. <laughs> but so many times we don't know what to do with it, do we? But that's where the grace of God comes in. The grace of God begins to empower the weakness. To the end result of that, according to Paul, that that weak place becomes strong. And that is, that is the will of the Lord. If you're going through a situation, if you're going through a circumstance, you say, Jerry, man, I'm just fighting this thing. But I need the strength of the Lord. I want you to simply stand right where you're seated at, if, that, if that's you this morning. We're going to just stop service right in the middle of it here. And, and we're going to ask for the grace of the Lord. Because what we start talking about, if we're talking about it in faith, the Holy Spirit begins to build that resource or that source for us. That's why it's, it's important for you to talk strong about the Lord. That's why it's important for you to, to begin... To share the greatness of God because it builds a, a it builds a source of strength and grace. Lord, you see we that are standing right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, you see the intensity of the battle. And certainly you understand, Lord, the Bible says we can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities because you understand it. Lord, you yourself fought through. 
And Father, in the name of Jesus right now, Lord, we ask for the grace of God, the strength of the Lord, to be poured, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, that it's poured into our inner man. That something deep inside of us, Lord, begins to gain a supernatural strength. In Jesus' name, cause it to happen right now, Lord. Lord, cause it to happen. Lord, cause the precious Spirit of God right now come, O Spirit of God, and pour in to our vessels the strength of God that make, according to your word, Lord, that make our weaknesses strong. The supernatural power of God. The supernatural power of God. The supernatural power of God. To cause the weakened places to be made strong. In Jesus' name. Now, you may be seated, but I want you to use your little feelers that God has put within you. The ability not only to feel what you're going through out here, but to be able to feel the source that God provides. The Bible said we're strengthened with might by your spirit in our inner person, that Christ dwells in our hearts by faith, that we're rooted and grounded in the love of Jesus, that we're able to comprehend with all the saints, what's the breadth, the length, the height, the depth of his love, that we know the love of Christ with passing knowledge, and that we're filled with all the fullness of the Lord. So God has supernatural grace. And you begin to use it even through what remainder of this service and, uh, and to draw the strength of the Lord. You remember I started this conversation out talking about we're learning that God is our source, not man. And, and that's what the Lord is doing in all of our lives. God is teaching us that, that he is the source of our life. And so what we learn to do as a believer we learn that in the presence of God is healing. And in the presence of God is deliverance. And in the presence of God is strength. And that's why that Moses climbed the mountain of the Lord and stood with his hands raised to God. And by him being able to draw, it defeated the devil in the valley. So whatever that you're going through, whatever that you're fighting through, whatever it is, as you learn to draw from God as your source, as your strength, and it is a supernatural work, as you begin to draw from him, you're going to find out man becomes less important to you and God will become much more important in your life. Praise the Lord.
Because truly we say, what I need is Jesus, man. <laughs> what I need is the Lord. I mean, what I need is more of God, you know. And every need in our life is satisfied Do more of the Lord. Now, that's what's found in, wow, time's gone already. But that's what's found in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Is Jesus teaching us that we cannot do it alone. That if the Son of God had to have supernatural help, how much more do you and I have to have supernatural help? And that's why Jesus said, the Holy Spirit is with you now, but He shall be in you. And He began to lay out before the people he began to lay out before the next book <laughs> was written. Because the next book was the book of Acts. We have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that tells us how to handle things all the time, like Jesus. And then Acts is what people were able to do with that knowledge. How they were able to live life, conquer and overcome in life through the Lord. That's why the book of Acts it starts out with Acts chapter 1 verse 1. <laughs> and it says, these things are written to reveal what Jesus taught and what Jesus did. See, what Jesus does, the way Jesus handles things is of vital importance in all of our but Jesus told his disciples, he said, "There, what has began is working you. He said, you need to be filled with that. That's why Acts chapter 1, 8 said, and you shall receive power. You will get more power, he said. He said, you will get more power as the Holy Spirit. What he was saying is, is the very thing that starts you is the very thing that wants to fill you. The very thing that saved me is the very power that God wants not only me to be a supernatural person. I mean, no, if you're born again, you're a supernatural person. Man, things go on inside you. They don't go on anybody else. <laughs> Man, things happen in you that they don't happen in normal people. What's normal? Normal people. I mean, there's a trust, there's a faith, there's a strength, there's a grace, just like we were talking about here. Man, there's something. And then what the Holy Spirit does, He says, now I want to fill you where I can make your life, not only you, but I can make your life a supernatural life. That's why when you read the book of Acts, man, we just say, oh, wow. Look what they did. Look what they accomplished. Man, look what happened to them. <laughs> because, and a lot of times we're totally separated from that. Because what God's called us to live is not only as a supernatural person, God's called me to live a supernatural life. 
So God's not only concerned about what I believe about things as I'm walking through things. God wants to be able to affect what I'm doing in the midst of those things. And to bring about miraculous change in a world around me. How many believe your family needs to be changed? I mean, they deserve to be changed. How many believe your, your marriage deserves the help of God, the, the grace of God, and, and the rearing of children? We know, man, we can't do it alone. I got 17 grandkids, and I, boy, and the grandkids, is, is, that's the reward for not killing your kids. And, but, in, but in the process of it is, they deserve something. And that's where the supernatural life comes in. That's why they'll knock on your door in the middle of the night and say, Hey, Dad, let me talk to you. Because they're wanting that supernatural flow. Well, well it all starts with us desiring and Jesus, following his command, he said, wait for the promise. And the promise is, the same thing that started me, now wants to fill me. And the word filling is real important too. There's so many aspects of it because it means it splashes over. It becomes a lifestyle. God wants not only what I believe to be God wants what he does through me to be important. So why don't we just close it that way? Stephen, if you've got a if you've got a song, have you got a song? <laughs> you always have a song. I mean, we've been working together so many years and you always have a song. But we need a song, Stephen, somewhere that will allow us to cry out for more of God or more of his Holy Spirit. Something inside of us wants more of God in our life. We want to be filled with the same thing that's, that started us out. How many of you right now, but we have to start really where the Holy Spirit does. We, If you're here today and, 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 and got some things you need to make right with God, that's always a vital importance. If you need to make something, we'll just stand right where you're seated at. If you've got some things that need to be made right with God, why don't you just go ahead and stand right, right where you're seated at. You've got some things going on in your life that you need to make them right. Cause that, but you know why we do this publicly? Because the Bible says that, that it brings healing. That's why it says in the book of Proverbs that, that it brings healing. As, as I will confess my faults, something miraculous begins to unfold. And, and so the healing of the Lord. So, so let's start, first start off with asking the Lord forgiveness and His mercy. Lord, in Jesus' name right now, as we just stand before you, Lord. We stand before you as a people that have certainly failed. And Lord... The Holy Spirit that we're seeking is first is, is dealing with us, Lord, and is convicting us. And so, Lord, those areas that the Holy Spirit is touching in my life that I know I need to change, Lord, that's what I'm standing for today. So, Lord, I ask for your forgiveness. And I ask for your cleansing. Lord, I ask for your blood applied over my life. 
that causes all of my sin, Lord. All of my sin. All of my failure, God, to be washed away. So, Lord, from this moment forward, I'm not going to give it a second thought. I'm going to let your forgiveness be complete in me. So I'm just going to let it float away with your river of blood that covers my sin. Thank you, Father, for forgiving me. Thank you, Father, for cleansing me. Thank you, Father, for strengthening me. Thank you, Father, for empowering me. Thank you, Father, for helping me. (laughs) In Jesus' name, I pray. So now let's all stand together if we would. We're going to use this as our closing prayer. Stephen's going to lead us. But I want our heart to say something. I want to give God the right is what we're doing here today. I want to give God the right to pursue more of me, more of my life. And I want to be filled with the same thing that God pursued my life with. I want the Lord to bring me to the place where it's bubbling and overflowing in my life. I want the Lord to bring me not only to a place of belief, but I want the Lord to bring me to a place of action in my life. I want it to change not only what I believe, I want it to change the way I do things. I want to begin to handle things like the Lord. I want to begin to live a supernatural life. Can you say amen? We want to begin to live a supernatural life. This is our closing prayer right here. I don't want anything but you. You're more than in every dream come true. All of the things I thought I wanted Don't come close to knowing you Now that I'm yours and you are mine All of the secret that I find I'll spend forever in the I found looking in your eyes Give me Jesus Give me Jesus You can have all this world You can have
the treasure that I hold Now that I've tasted of your goodness Nothing else will satisfy can have all this world.